the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Dave-O. All right, at least last night I felt like we had quite a few positive things happen. With Lorenzo Kane having good at bats, hitting the ball the other way, and Joaquin Soria looking good and breaking off that beautiful curve, and Haas keeping the hitting streak going on and on. There were some good things that happened last night, but tonight, just not much good to talk about. It's Davo on another edition of Your Dish on Clubhouse Conversation, where the Royals are shut out again. They've now gone 26 innings without scoring. And I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. And I do think they will score tomorrow. But if, if you're an outsider looking in and if you look at the numbers, there's a decent chance they go 33-35 to 35 with the man they're facing tomorrow, Mr. Walker. More on that in a little bit. So shut out tonight. That's not good news. They were also shut out by a guy who has an ERA north of 7 coming in, an opponent's batting average well over 300 coming in. A guy who doesn't miss bats, doesn't strike anybody out, didn't tonight, struck out 4. It's not really much. Of course, the Royals didn't walk either. Four Ks, no walks. Yudana Ventura, maybe the worst news of the night, looked absolutely dreadful. Just awful. Horrible. How somebody's mechanics can be that bad when it's been an ongoing off-and-on problem throughout the last couple of years, especially this season. You know, there's been brilliant games for Ventura, a couple of them in particular, but the walks have been awful this year. More on that coming up in a couple minutes. Eric Hosmer loses his hitting streak. Of course he does. And a line drive in the ninth roped at the shortstop Marte, just like the Royals rope balls in the ninth last night right at people. This is what a losing streak is. This is what happens. I mean, you're putting yourself in a position to lose by being inept, but you also don't get any breaks when that starts happening. And the Royals surely didn't again tonight. And now the Royals, like I said, get to face arguably one of the best young pitchers in baseball, if not the best young pitcher. Well, you can't say that. The Mets have quite a few guys over there. The Indians have quite a few guys. But he is definitely one of the next wave of those guys who could be a top 10 pitcher in a couple of years. And that's Taiwan Walker. Heck, it could be this year if he keeps going the way he is. I got more on that coming up in a little bit. Player of the game, Dylan G. Second time this year, that's not a good sign. I could have given it to Moose, who had a couple of hits tonight and the only double. I'll give it to G. Recognize that long guy who probably is going to have a bigger role as the season goes on, either in the rotation or something nobody talks about much. I think Dylan G could be very good as a one-inning guy as well, the way he's been throwing. He just looks good out there, crisp. But I know he hit Nelson Cruz tonight, unfortunately, for the second time. And then Alex got plunked that next half inning there in the seventh. I thought for sure that the Mariners would wait until the eighth to do that, so it's less obvious and kind of one of those. You get our middle of the order, we get one of yours middle of the order. But they hit Alex 2-2, and fairness to them, it was a changeup. They weren't trying to hurt Alex. It was just, just kind of one of those things where we're going to throw it his elbow slash shoulder. He can wear it. It shouldn't hurt too much. It's a change up, and we're good. And Alex is, is a ball player and you know wasn't real happy about it, but shook it off and ran to first base. And now we're even. So no problems with what Seattle did tonight. And I thought Alex did a nice job there at wearing it, heading to first base. Now, Dylan G, though, like I said, besides the hit batter, one run on three hits was good. Three Ks and two walks. Wade Davis, I, I got an actual, not an argument, but I got in a discussion at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter about that a few innings earlier that I didn't think the Royals should use him tonight, that I didn't necessarily think that a week off was the worst thing in the world. And it has been a week, over a week now since he pitched. I get that. But he was in just about every other game or two out of three games the first couple of weeks. He, he'd already said he had dead arm. 
which is not a good sign in April. Obviously, all those innings, the last couple of years, all those October innings, stressful innings, not the worst thing in the world, but the Royals hopefully playing well into October this year to get him some time off. So a little surprised with no off days coming up because now if you need him tomorrow, you, yeah, you've got him available, but then if you need him on Monday against Washington, he's probably not going to pitch three days in a row. So, But I also understand at the same time, at some point, you got to get him in a game. So had this been a guy who was 100% healthy, I would 100% agree with that individual on Twitter. Greg was his name. Thanks for, if you're listening, man, thanks for the uh, for the discussion. Definitely see your point in that. And I would normally agree with you. I just didn't think it was the best idea to put Wade Davis in based on the fact of the arm and the velocity being down this year, considerable amounts, which we've been seeing since spring training. And that's not the end of the world. Believe me, I get that. As guys age, they're not going to throw 96, 97 consistently their whole careers. They're going to keep going down. That can still be damn effective, and Davis will be. The filthy split, the cut, you know, the movement on the pitches, the command of the pitches. So, you know, normally I would agree with you that it's good to keep a guy sharp. In that situation, I didn't. But they brought him in. It's fine. All worked out. Looked good in the ninth, by the way. Did labor through 21 pitches, but struck out a couple of hitters and allowed just one hit. But Ventura in the offense. Let's get to what the real story is tonight. We've, we've kind of gone through the player of the game and mentioned a couple positive things here. Ventura in the offense are the story tonight. And the offense really is the big story because obviously Ventura, for the most part, while his control has been awful, his mechanics have been out of whack all, all year, he, for the most part, has been very good this year. And, and I've said that here a couple of times that I, I've been very proud and very impressed with how he's taken steps forward to become a pitcher, not a thrower. With that said, he just came out timid tonight. It was like he was aiming the ball. It was like he was trying to be a pitcher too much instead of just throwing the ball. And, you know, I know that's kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'm saying, well, you don't want to be a thrower. You want to be a pitcher. But at the same time, you don't want to lose that aggressiveness and the confidence in, in your pitches. What's the word people always use? The conviction in your pitches, right? And I felt like he did early. And some of that was his mechanics were out of whack. And it's tough to be confident and have conviction when you can't get your damn follow-through and wind-up consistent or your stretch consistent. He was in the stretch basically the whole night. I get that. It's just a little concerning for Ventura. There's always been concerns, whether it be you know early on. He's Emotionally and as a person from, and from people I've talked to within the clubhouse, he has taken huge steps forward this year. Becoming a man. And he's almost 25. That's good. You know, he's getting a little older, getting more experience. He's battle-tested. He's only a year away from being a veteran, really. Once you hit that fourth and fifth year, you know, upper mid-20s, you start to become a veteran. So he's still just barely a young pitcher, in my mind. This year is young, and after that, he, he kind of becomes that veteran mold moving forward. And hopefully a guy you can kind of build more around. But here's the deal. Four-plus innings for Ventura. Five runs, including four in the first inning and a couple of jacks from Mr. Seeger and Mr. Smith against the Royals again. Sex Smith, as I called him last night because I couldn't say Seth last night. Sex Smith, <laughs> back-to-back jacks and back-to-back ABs dating back to last night. But five runs, I mean, the three hits, six walks and a hit batter. That's seven guys who reach base without swinging a bat. Or, well, you know what I mean, without hitting the ball. Seven guys who hit base in four-plus innings. And only one strikeout. Seattle was sitting dead red. It was obvious. Eliminate the secondary pitches. He's probably not going to throw them for strikes. If it's not a fastball, don't swing. The first few innings, he adjusted about the third inning and started throwing a lot more breaking pitches. And it worked okay. He couldn't put hitters away when he get them. He get guys down 0-2 and walk them. Get guys down 1-2, walk them. Get guys 2-2, hit them. So he did, him and Salvi did make the adjustment. But Seattle was sitting just absolute dead red and saying, okay, 
you're breaking stuff. It's it's cute. It's nice. Your changeup is nice, but it's it's not going to be a strike most of the time, and you and you can't throw it consistently. Everything's based on your fastball. They made an adjustment, hit him hard, tip the cap to him. At the same time, his mechanics were just awful. And the, and and this is twenty walks and twenty seven innings for Ventura this year. So while he's making progress, and most of his starts he has missed bats this year, striking out. I believe a hitter an inning coming into this start actually, but. The 20 walks in 27 innings is highly concerning. He's had six walks, I think I saw five times in his career, and what, two or three of them are already this year in the month of April? That's a paraphrase stat. I hate doing that. I normally write down stats, but it's midnight, so I didn't write that one down. But it's either five or six times in his career he's given up six walks, and I think two or three of them have been in starts this year. At least two of them have in this month of April. And this is why I've gone on record a couple of times this year, and over and over, if you listen to this, even back in our season preview with Clubhouse Conversation Insider Jake Lutz, and I said, I saw Ventura as a 2-3, probably a 3. And I saw him taking a step forward to be a a 2-3, maybe a 3. An ERA north of 4 last year obviously was not a good season during the regular season. Had some nice games in the playoffs. Was huge in 2014 during the whole season and in October, obviously. Game 6 of that World Series. Who can forget that? So not knocking the guy, and I'm not knocking the fact that I think he's a 2-3. As I keep saying, look what the Royals played for Ian Kennedy, who's a 3 at best throughout his career. You know, one or two great years, but really a th- more of a 3-4 guy. If you look at Kennedy, he does eat the innings. So my point being, look what a 3, even a 4 goes for on the open market. Look at guys like Colby Lewis and Scott Feldman and all these guys that keep getting contracts, right? So I do think Ventura, and I still think he's a 3, a 2-3, but I think he's a 3. So on one hand, the way he's pitched this year has shown me he's a 2-3. That's the good news. The bad news is the way he's pitched this year has shown me he's a 2-3. And what I mean by that is nights like tonight are the reason his ceiling is a two or a three. And why a guy like Taiwan Walker, who throws tomorrow, his ceiling is a one or a two. Because Ventura consistently throughout his career cannot put it together with mechanics. And if it's not mechanics, it's something like, you know, spasms. Cramps. Attitude. That's gotten a lot better this year. Like I said, that has not been an issue this year. I'm just saying all these things combined with the fact that he's just about 25 the fact that his delivery is violent. And, you know, the mechanics are just, it's not a good sign. It's not good that this far into his career, his control is getting worse. And that's why the ceiling is a two or a three, more like a three. I think he's a three and not a one, two. So some people have asked me why I think that. So the good is the way he's pitched this year, stepping forward, has made him a two, three, maybe a three. The bad is it's made him a 2-3 because it's this is why he's not a number one and never will be. He doesn't have that mentality, is not the reliable, can't repeat things. That's why that. He has the stuff to be a number one. No one's arguing that. Stuff-wise, he's a number one. But there's lots more that goes into pitching, obviously. Now, offensively, let's get to that. <sighs> this is about all you need to know tonight. I could just end it right here. Mic drop it. Wade Miley threw a five-hit shutout tonight. Let me back off the mic here. What the hell? Wade Miley threw a five-hit shutout tonight. That happened. That happened. Like I, with an ERA north of seven, well over 300. And I get it. I told you last night that he owned the Royals last year. Had like a 0.89 ERA with the Red Sox last year and two outings against the Royals. So I, I told you that. And I know he's been effective in the past. Had some nice years with the Diamondbacks, blah, blah, blah. The Royals haven't scored in... Almost two games coming into today. They're facing Wade Miley. 
They couldn't walk a single time? Not one walk tonight by the Royals. While giving out 10 free bases, the Royals did. Double-digit free bases between the walks of Ventura and G and the hit batter. and <laughs> uh... So no walks. Only struck out four times. That's okay. The, no walks is never okay. The 4Ks overall is fine. But how many balls were hit hard the whole night? Three? Four? I mean, what? I'm saying outside the hits, by the way. Moose hit a double. That's the only extra base hit. That ball was hit hard. But I'm saying outwise. Of the 27 outs... It's not that the Royals were hitting that many balls in the screws and having bad luck. Yes, the Hosmer one in the ninth was probably the hardest hit ball of the night, right? The shortstop. Outside of that, let's think it was. Did they really hit any balls hard the whole night? It's Wade Miley. Wade Miley. My voice has to pitch high like I'm going through puberty. Wade Miley. Shut out the Royals. Let me pinch myself. Oh my God, it's real. <sighs> the Royals were only a 0 for 1 with runners in scoring position because they didn't get any damn runners in scoring position. No walks, one extra base hit. I mean, you, you, and I'm not hating on our boys here, guys. And I, and I went on record before the game as saying that I thought the Royals would hit around at least once tonight, meaning all nine guys would hit in one inning tonight, for sure. I was that confident the Royals would steamroll Wade Miley tonight. I really was. They're going through a slump. I mean, the good thing about this lineup is it's full of veteran players at this point, right? I mean, who's the young guy in this team, uh, you know, lineup-wise? Look up and down. I mean, Orlando's not an everyday player. You kind of consider him young. Dyson, who's, you know, never started every day, but he's been in the league for five, six years now. Up and down the lineup, everybody. Esky, veteran. You know, all these guys are five-plus years. Esky, Moose coming up right there. Kane, Hosmer, they're all about the fifth year. Morales, way more than that. Gordon, way more than that. Perez, right there. Infante, double-digit years. I mean, you go up and down the lineup, and the other good thing is that in this lineup, the only guy who's obviously past his prime is Omar Infante. That's the good news. Who else in this lineup would you say is definitely past their prime? Some people out there are saying, Morales. Eh, maybe. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy that. I think Kendrys will be fine. He has had some, actually some bad luck throughout the years, stinging balls to the warning track. Who else would be past their primes? Somebody might say Gordon. Nah. Don't think so. He's still OPSing 647 for as bad as he's been. And he'll, and he'll tell you how bad he's been. Striking out, what, 43% of the bats? Alex won't deny that. But my point being, for as bad as he's been, he's still OPSing 647, which is not good. But obviously, it's not that far off from a good week from being where it should be, you know, in the 800 range, hopefully, for Alex. But up and down, you, know, you look at the OPSs up and down this lineup. Esky, 515, god-awful. That's got to be 700 minimum for him, especially if he's going to hit leadoff, which I'm not convinced he will long-term, but we'll see. 515's awful. Kane, 590, awful. I skipped Moose in the two-hole. The good news is he's OPSing 913, so that's very good for Moose. For those who don't know, OPS, depending on the position, you know, like shortstop, catcher, some of these positions, you know, 700 is pretty damn good, whereas for others, 700 is not good at all. For others, 700 is average. So kind of think of 700 roughly as an average major league OPS. That's 700, 725. If you look at like the middle-of-the-road guys in most positions, some of them like corners, you want much higher than that. But, you know, middle infielders, catchers, 700 is fine, right? 
800 is really good. And obviously anything above that's damn good. I mean, 850, 900, that's ridiculous. 825, ridiculous. But ESCII 515, awful. Moose, great, 913. No complaints. Kane 590, awful. Haas 874, good. Morales 637, awful. Gordon 647, borderline awful. Perez 782 is very good. Very good at a catcher. Infante 678, I'll take it. I went on record before the season. If I can get 675 out of him, I'll take that all day as long as he stays healthy and plays average Major League defense out there. And he has for the most part. There's been a couple of games the last few that make you wonder if he's 100% or what's going on. If the regression is getting really bad, I do think we'll see Christian Colon in the lineup tomorrow, though maybe it's time to give Alcides Escobar a day off tomorrow for the first time this year. Maybe go Dyson leading off the order. Somebody tweeted me that. Let me find out who tweeted me that. I'm going to give them credit right now because I like that idea a lot. Let's open up the good old Twitter here on the iPhone. Who was that? At Rails Clubhouse, by the way, is our Twitter. Brett Rasdale said Butera for Sal tomorrow, which I agree with. you got to give Butera days. Especially with the quality of the bats you've been getting. Give Salvi days off. Cologne for Esky. Okay, I could go for that. Or Infante. I'm sure he'll be in there either way. He says lead Dyson off tomorrow. I could also see possibly where they give Alex a day off tomorrow and give Orlando a second straight start with Dyson back out there in the outfield as well. We'll see. Uh, you know, they're facing a tough ombre, and Ned may just want to put out his normal everyday lineup out there to avoid an 0 6 road trip. And that would be totally respectable and fine as well. I'm sure Salvi will get one of the... If he's not up tomorrow, I'm sure they'll give him that Wednesday day game against the Nationals. But ideally, you'd like to give him both. I mean, this guy can't be starting 140 to 145 games. Even 138 games is pushing. I, I, want, I want Sal in the 135 to 138 range, if possible. And that's probably not possible unless the Royals get way ahead this year, which is not going to happen most likely. I do think the AL Central will come down to the last week this season with the way it's shaping up at the moment with teams like Detroit playing a bit better than I thought they would. Teams like Cleveland, slightly worse than I thought, because their bullpen's awful, which I knew would be the case. And teams like Chicago, overachieving, I think. We'll see if Chicago stays healthy. That's the big if. And of course, that's the big if for any team. And the same with the Royals, you know. Royals have injuries. They may not be able to sustain it either. So that kind of goes hand-in-hand with everybody. All right, so tomorrow's finale, Ian Kennedy, Taiwan Walker. Kennedy, 2-2, two 277. Two, two, Walker is 2-0 with a 1-4-4. Do not like the Royals' chances tomorrow. I believe they probably get swept tomorrow. But this is the kind of game they won last year and the year before time and time again, right? They're facing the hard-throwing right-hander that blows hitters away. Let's look at these stats. Walker is 23 years old, right? His last start, seven innings. One run, 11 strikeouts, one walk. 23 years old, a guy who sits consistently in the mid-90s, tops out, 97, 98, 99. 144 ERA, the whip is under one for the season. How about this? On the year, this is going to make you just cringe imagining the the way... (laughs) It's going to make you cringe thinking about the Royals hitting against this tomorrow with with the state they're currently in and with backups possibly in there. On the year, 25 strikeouts and three walks for for Walker. That's an 8... What is it? 8.3 to 1 K to BB ratio. God. Ian Kennedy's got to be good tomorrow. The Royals need seven innings, two runs out of him if they're going to dream about winning this game. I do think the Royals will score tomorrow. I don't think the Royals will score more than three or four tops. I I don't see how it's possible. I don't. I mean, it's baseball. It's possible. You know, Walker could not have it. The Royals could just get hot. They could hit some good pitches. 
he could get hurt, you know, it could go 15 innings and they have a big inning. Anything's possible. But realistically, I don't see the Royals scoring more than three or four runs tomorrow tops. So they need seven innings of two-run ball out of Ian Kennedy like the desert needs the rain. And honestly, guys, that might not even be enough. And I'm not hating here. I, I, you're talking to a guy who predicted the Royals to hit a round tonight. <laughs> a guy who thinks the Royals will still easily, or not easily, a guy who thinks the Royals will still win the AL Central this year by about three games. I, I still think that. Not wavering. I'm not even panicked. They got out of April 12 and 11. How many years were the Royals buried in April? This is nothing. They haven't hit really all April. And even some of the statistics say that they weren't that bad. They're maybe middle of the road in a lot of things if you look now, but in the AL. But they're not even close to clicking yet, and they will. It's a veteran lineup, and the good thing is that the Royals have to go out of bat at some point. I don't want them to trade many prospects because they don't have a lot left at the upper minors. But adding a bat's a lot cheaper than adding a starting pitcher. And with the Royals having guys like Dylan G waiting in the wings, guys like Mike Miner coming back in the next six to ten weeks, you know, I don't think the Royals are going to need to do that. Even guys possibly like a Zimmer or Almonte, some of these guys in the 40, a Mills, a Stram, uh, you know, some of these guys possibly as well. So the good thing is I think starting pitching the Royals are covered. I think bullpen they're covered. So if they have to go out of bat, second base, right field, or an injury, if God forbid something happens, they can do that. They'll have enough to do that without gutting the farm system further. They've got enough B-minus, C-plus level prospects they could package a couple of them for a guy on the last year of a contract from a team who is completely out of it. So there you go. Ian Kennedy comes off five runs, seven innings, seven... Let's throw that over. Five runs, seven hits, and six innings against the Angels. Hopefully he'll be much better tomorrow. Much longer dish than I anticipated tonight, but I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you, and hopefully next time we talk to you, we'll be in a little bit of a better mood, right? Talk soon. Go Royals.